Wow. Finally. Let's kick off Season 3, the very start of Season 3, right here on the podcast. Welcome back to the first episode in 2020. Now, last year, last year things uh, was just starting to form uh, for this podcast, but now now we're going to kick it off into high gear. So, several things I want to start off with is that you can expect a weekly episode every Wednesday, so it is going to happen on Hump Day. So, happy Hump Day to everybody. And one of the things that I really, really wanted to kind of just start this off with was a look back on something that Google was working on, that Google was trying to to bring to the forefront in mobile technology and in, in innovation, and it just it, it didn't happen. It it ended up being canceled, and you know you saw various other companies kind of bring their their own spin on a modular phone. And I could remember back that I really wanted Google to succeed with this device. I really wanted this device to come out because this was going to be a game changer. And I do have speculations on why it didn't go through and why it never came to be and some of the obstacles it would have faced if this did come out, how things would have been in the market, how things would have how how it would have changed? It, it would have changed drastically if this actually came out. It, it became something uh, that we could literally buy today. Uh, you look back at modular phones. You look at LG and the G5, and they they considered that to be a modular phone. You look at Motorola today and the Moto Mods, and that is their take on a modular phone. But Project R was way. Uh, way way different. Let's let's say it was way on the opposite side of what those companies were projecting as modular device. Project Aura really was going to set the standard and also set the bar on a modular device with the ability to interchange multiple aspects of the phone itself. So not just attaching a mod to get some sort of different reaction out of it, but to um, really change all the dynamics of the phone. For instance, instead of upgrading to a newer phone, if you had the Project Aura device, the, say Qualcomm came out with a newer chip, say that the, the current chip that you had in your Project Aura device was a Snapdragon um, 835, and Qualcomm released the Snapdragon 845. Well, you can just interchange the module that held the processor chip disconnect it from the main housing of the phone and then install the new modular that contained the Snapdragon 845 and that would definitely um, change the aspect of the phone itself. If you needed to upgrade and add more RAM, you would swap out the RAM module. If you needed a better camera sensor, you would swap out the camera module. There were just so many things to it. You could have upgraded to a bigger battery just by getting a module that had a a higher capacity battery. There was so much going on here with Project R that, you know, I really wanted this phone to come out. And unfortunately, after it being demoed at Google I.O., where they took a photo to show that 
not only was the camera sensor, because everyone was focused on the camera sensor. They were like, oh my gosh, it took a photo. The cameras are working. But think about it. The camera sensor worked. The camera snapped a photo of the crowd at Google I.O. But that also meant that the processor chip had to be working because obviously it processed the image. Okay. So that meant that the phone technically, if you really think about it, was it was a beta still. But it meant that the phone was working. Not just the camera module was working, but the phone had to have been working. For the camera to know when you clicked to snap a photo, to give that command to the camera sensor to capture the image, and then for the processor chip to process that image for a viewback meant that the phone was working. It may not have been 100% working, but the phone was working. The processor chip, which is basically the brain of, of the phone, was working right? The camera sensor, which is the eyes of the phone, was working. And the fact is that the communication between the processing chip, the board itself, meant that it was sending information back and forth to execute the commands that was given to it. Means that the phone was working. And then it was canceled. They they canceled it. Now, a couple of things to kind of think about over here. Um, obviously, the developers that were involved was uh when I mean, it was Google which was formerly with Motorola uh so Motorola did have its hands involved in this project but obviously you see Motorola went on with Moto Mods as its form of a modular device the type of phone was actually going to bring a a um a particular type of smartphone to the market known as modular smartphone and um the pricing that they would have had this thing at would have been about $100 for the for the core itself, I'm assuming, and then each module that you buy would vary depending on price and what you were getting, uh, whether you were upgrading the processing chip or you were adding more memory to the device, bigger battery cell, all these things. So initially, you could have a phone that would top out like maybe like up to a thousand dollars, depending on how much these modules went for, um, to building your perfect device that would only cost you maybe four hundred dollars. So it just really would depend on what you were going to pack into it. Um, so basically the idea was, um, around Google prior to the acquisition of Motorola mobility in 2011, um, they initially were working on this project for quite some time and, um, basically they announced it of project Ara on October 29th, 2013. Okay. That was like the big, I mean, everyone knew about project Ara because of all these leaks and and people releasing information and whatnot, but they, they actually kind of went out and just said, like, yes, there really is a modular phone that they're working on. Um, so the uh, first of the developer kits relied on a prototype implementation of the our on-device network, the mobile industry processor interface um, Unipro protocol implemented on the FPGA and running over a low-voltage differential signaling. Um, subsequent versions were to be built around a much more efficient and higher performance ASIC implementation of Unipro running over a capacitive uh, M5 physical layer. A near working prototype of, of an Aura smartphone was demonstrated at Google I.O. 2014, but it froze on the boot screen. So I remember that. I remember that. That was like, a, uh, you know, like people were just like, I remember when people were just like paying attention to that, like they wanted it to boot on, but then it froze. So um, back to the drawing board. 
However, they were able to actually take a photo with it. Um, so at Google I.O. 2016, the company unveiled the new development model, the developer edition. The new iteration featured notable changes to the original concept. The device now consisted of a base phone with core components that cannot be upgraded, including the antenna, battery, display, sensors, and system on chip. And the extensible um, with a module for adding features such as a secondary display, a replacement cameras, and speakers. So um, the next edition of Project Aura basically did away with the original concept idea. And so they weren't going to allow you to basically change out the processing chip, change out the battery and those types of things. And so that's where we kind of had an idea that Aura was starting to see its downfall was that um, if you couldn't interchange those components, um, you couldn't keep your device and keep it to its most optimal performance for a long time. Now, I do have a uh, theory on why they kind of went this. And a lot of people point to the fact that the phone wouldn't boot. But this is Google, for creep's sakes, okay? Google could have made that phone boot. They could have went back to the drawing board, find out what caused the phone to freeze up at Google I.O., and... Uh, and rectified it. I mean, come on now. There's a lot of issues that happen with the Pixel devices nowadays, and yet they're able to go back to format and fix with a software update. So my thing was, was that Project Aura was going to challenge other OEMs who would have probably opposed this device coming out. Being able to take a core base of a phone and interchange a processing chip, interchange you know, RAM, interchange, battery, you know, if they could make this thing happen. Now, I know people can give a million to one reasons why you couldn't change the, the processing chip or the system on chip. You couldn't do that. But let's just get real. There's a, possi there's a possible way. There's nothing that is, that is like not possible in the world of science and technology, right? If you can dream it, if you can reel it into realization, it becomes real. And it all it just takes is a genius mind and hard work and dedication to do that. Um, so they could have done that, but it would have definitely changed the direction of where smartphones would have been. Can you imagine Samsung being upset without being able to build out a brand new fully, you know, fully Galaxy S series device because people are going to be in high demand for Samsung to convert to what Project Aura is and build one core device that has interchangeable parts? Could they have made more money doing the the full modular phone style rather than just pumping out new devices which eventually goes into the landfill and causes more industrial pollution out there could could there have been and um i like to think that that was probably part of the reasons why that the developer edition of project aura um spawned a new way of them doing things which was only small certain things would have been able to have been in you know interchange and replaced on the project R device uh, system on chip battery the the main core of you know the main core pieces that gives life to a smartphone those things would have been interchangeable but like the camera sensor would have been interchangeable the speakers would have been interchangeable like you know those types of things which is like I mean it's decent you want to have yourself a better speaker but you know having a better speaker does not constitute the full aspect of having a great user experience okay there are other things that falls into that including um, you know how optimized the device is and so you know I, I that that's what I think of but going back to it um, so they talked about it they talked about the developer edition um, 
you know, they, they were kind of going into it. Uh, they explained, you know, the only certain things would be able to be interchangeable in it. And then on September 2nd, 2016, Google affirmed that Project Aura had been shelved. They had stopped the project. And I believe it was of that same year that we saw the Pixel eventually come out. This was after that uh, Google had uh, obtained uh, HTC's development team to uh, build the uh, Pixel the original Pixel and Pixel XL. Um, and so would this device have been called the Pixel if it did come out? If they actually did build it? I mean, would this have given the iPhone a run for its money? You know, the iPhone, Apple's iPhone, which is, you know, considered to be like, you know, one of the top kings of smartphones that uh, Apple users love, right? And then here comes Google with their, their, their actual um, hardware flagship device that you could swap out the camera, swap out the speakers, you know, um, basically a fully modular phone. Could that have coexisted with the Pixel and Pixel XL? And honestly, I feel like it, it could have. And, you know, I really would have wanted it to. I, I really would have wanted the original idea of Project Aura, though. I would have really wanted a fully uh, modular swappable device. Change out your processing chip so you can always stay with the latest and greatest. Change out the battery so you can always beef up more battery or if you needed to, to you know, if you need such a bigger battery, you can always, you know, go down. Um, you can even interchange it out. If one battery dies, you put the other one on, and the phone just keeps chugging along. You know, I would definitely would have loved to be able to to upgrade the the uh, amount of RAM. So if I was going to heavy game on it, then game on, let's go. You know, have the display be able to switch between 120 hertz, um, 90 hertz and 60 hertz and you can always change that within settings so you don't really need to swap out a screen you would just change that in settings there are so much endless possibilities of project aura and you know thinking about it and just looking at it and just like what could it have been makes me almost hope and pray that maybe maybe in in the future maybe in the short future google will revive this project and bring it out how cool would that be if Project Aura actually became out there where, where consumers can actually buy this thing? That would be pretty cool. Just definitely. I just, I geek out at looking at all the possibilities that Project Aura was, is, and still could be. Because Google can always, always take this off the shelf and then develop for it again. Maybe completely scrap the the first two ideas and work on a third idea that could actually bring this thing out into the market for consumers to buy. It is there. So when they say that it's shelved, it doesn't mean that it's dead. I mean, yes, there's not a team working on Project R, but it doesn't mean that Google can't go back into their basket of old goodies that they shelved and take Project R back out and say, okay, now we're going to actually do a modular phone. Now we're going to really put time and effort into it like we did before, but this time we're going to jump and beat all the walls and obstacles that get in our way, and we're going to make this thing come out into the world. And fingers crossed. So that's it, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the very first episode in in Season 3. We're taking a look back at Project R in this, and if you guys enjoyed it, you guys know what you guys can do. You guys can just basically give a like to the podcast and subscribe to it so you don't miss an episode every Wednesday on your favorite podcast sources. Whichever one you listen to, you will find Aloha Android on there. But the core area would be Anchor FM. So if you use the Anchor FM app, you definitely can find me uh, on here. Or you probably already did, and that's how you found this. Unless you found it on Twitter, which I'll be sharing this too. 
But thanks again for taking the time to listen. I appreciate you guys very much. Uh, if you guys want to help with production, uh, you guys can definitely head to my PayPal. That is uh, paypal.me forward slash Aloha Android. And you guys can leave a well, um, you know, uh, donation that could be, you know, used towards production. And I would really appreciate that. And it's not that I'm asking for, you know, huge anything like that. 50 cents, 25 cents, it don't matter. Whatever you guys feel like donating, that will go to production for more um, audio podcasts here on The Source. And yes, you guys can also find my YouTube channel as well. It's youtube.com forward slash Tito Escobar, T-I-T-O-E-S-C-O-B-A-R all together. And you guys can also check out my YouTube channel as well. And on IGTV, I know I am everywhere, but I am on IGTV as well. And that's instagram.com forward slash the Aloha Android. And you guys can check out some exclusive videos that's only on IGTV. And um, yes, thank you so much for being supportive and following the brand. And as always, you guys will hear me in a week from now, next week, Wednesday. But until then, aloha.